Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ plus communities. This is Well, 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 brought to you by the team from Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. Here on Well, 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 you're with Jack and Michael. And we're now joined by Atlas, who is the, is it fair to say, peer support coordinator for TAPS? Uh, I'm a casual groups facilitator, but I oversee all the peer peer group programs. Okay, cool. Um, So, I mean, TAPS is one of those um, programs. It's the Trans and Gender Diverse Alcohol and Other Drug Peer Support. It's a very selective acronym within all of those words. Yeah, it's a bit of a cluster. (laughs) Situation, (laughs) yes, it is. Um, I I guess tell us a little bit about what TAPS is and why trans and gender diverse folk might want to come along. Uh, So TAPS, uh, as you said, it's a peer support group for people who want to change maintain, talk about their relationship to alcohol and other drugs, really. Um, So I think within the gender diverse community, um, sort of drugs and HRT and gender issues all kind of go hand in hand. Use never exists in a vacuum. but Mm. um, There's a lot in the mix. There can be a lot in the mix. Yeah, there can be a lot in the mix. uh, And it can be, you know, uncertain at times as to even if those drugs can mix with your HRT Mm. or with with what's going on in your life. So, um, yeah, that's one of the big reasons why someone might want to come along to TAPS. But um, more than that, it's a community space. Um, So that's why I say even if you just want to maintain or even if you just want to talk about your relationship to drugs uh, and and alcohol, it's it's a space where you can do that safely amongst other community members. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say are some of the main drivers why people come into that space, particularly to access, like you said, a, a safe and secure uh, kind of trans-led and trans-affirmed space to talk about the drugs and alcohol. Uh, so why they would... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can be so hard as a trans person interacting with so many cis people on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, you know, even any issue you talk about that might relate to your gender, it, you can be misunderstood. People mm. don't understand where you're coming from at all. People don't want to engage with you about it. Um yeah whereas you know when you're in a group of community you can talk about oh hey when i'm when i'm taking drugs i actually feel like myself and i feel like i can express myself when i get drunk i put a dress on and that feels right to me um you know talking to other community members about that it can be really affirming and can really encourage you to continue that gender exploration outside of drugs uh and to sort of step out of that Often you can have a dependency cycle mm. where, where you know, you only get to express yourself when you're under the influence. So in this space, you can be, you know, sober or you can be under the influence too. We don't exclude people just because of use yep. that day or anything. Yep. But it's just a space where you can express yourself pretty freely without any judgment. I guess you said that you're a... Uh peer space facilitator? Yeah, peer support facilitator. I guess, what is the value there of having, uh, being a facilitator with that sort of lived experience? Because being in a room with, with folk of a similar experience, I think is one thing, but having someone to be able to work through and sort of, uh, 
help navigate that peer support, I guess. What is the 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 benefit there that you've seen being that person in the room? Uh, absolutely. So ha- having a group that's actually facilitated by people that have been there and done mm. that, um, it means that when you're talking to someone, they fully understand what you're saying. Yep. It, rather than, you know, clinicians, obviously, they, they speak to people day in and day out. They do understand, but it's a different level of understanding. It can be quite technical and quite intimidating, I think, as, as well sometimes. Yeah, hugely, especially when someone comes up to you and says, you know, we're going to do some narrative therapy now. You're like, what do you mean? What does that mean? What is that? <laughs> um, whereas, you know, you step into the peer group space and we're like, how you doing? How's your week been? Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, it's really... Really, it does step out of that clinical space, but it still provides you that support. So, um, and support that often you don't find in your own friendship circles. What are some of the range? Like, the, can you speak to me a little bit about the range of experiences you've had from people who've come along to these workshops? Because you said a little bit, you said before that you don't have to not have used, say, to be able to come along to uh, a workshop. Is, I, I guess, speak to me a little bit about the goals of why people have come along. Is it to try and better navigate that relationship with alcohol and other drugs? Is it to try and stop that use entirely, I guess? What are some of the the different goals people come with? Yeah, so at TAPS, we work under a harm reduction framework, which means that we don't require anyone that comes to be of the goal of abstinence. Yep. Um, so we see people come coming from the space of abstinence. Like we definitely have people that come along and go, I want to stop my use or I've stopped my use. I've been sober for X amount of time now Mm. and I want to maintain that motivation. But we also get people that are like, oh, you know, I'm using X amount a day and I just want to use like a fraction A little bit less. Yeah, totally. Uh, Or that are like, you know, I'm at a good place with my use now, but I worry about it getting out of hand again in the future. So let's talk about how to maintain um, where I'm at right now. Yeah, so we get quite a broad range of people. Right. Yeah. There's probably a range, like you said, of people looking to navigate their use differently. But in terms of people coming uh, with, you know, maybe their drug of choice being uh, different, how do you navigate people in the space that might be thinking about changing their relationship to alcohol versus GHB versus ketamine? Like, how do you navigate all of those different substances in the space as well? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the thing when we're talking about use, and we just use the term substances within the group, we don't tend to, you know, unless somebody particularly wants to be naming the drug that they're using um, through the whole group. Um, But I think because the group doesn't tend to talk about substance-specific things, we tend to talk about the stuff that happens around the use. Mm. Um, So we'll talk about family relationships. We'll sort of talk about boundary setting. We'll talk about, you know, um, what our motivation is to reduce or to Mm. maintain. Or we we talk about a lot of topics that are really not substance-related at all, which might sound a bit counterproductive (laughs) in a group that we're talking about substance use, but really it's about... It's about supporting each other more than anything. So generally the substance itself doesn't come into it. Um, And if it does, you know, we tend to find people that are using similar things within the group too. So um, we have quite a broad range of people using a broad range of things. Um, And, you know, some tips that work for certain substances also work for other substances. So, you know, moderation management and keeping track of how much you use, you know, for somebody using alcohol, it might be, you know, a certain amount of glasses of wine that night. Yep. But for somebody using, say, weed, it might be a certain amount of grams per night. You know, it can still translate across substances pretty well. Cool. Um, 
how do you find people are coming to TAPS? Are you getting people come to you through a self-referral, a friend's referral, through clinicians? How are people finding the group so far? Um, a lot of it is through clinicians in the AOD team here at Thorn Harbour. Okay. Um, so, you know, they're working quite closely with their clinician and their clinician mm. might say, hey, I can see there's a lot of gender stuff here. There's a lot of substance stuff yeah. here. Um, this group might be really great for you. Um, although we've had a couple of people come from, you know, word of mouth. Their mates said, you know, this is a really good group. I've gotten a lot out of it. Yep. They'll come along from that. Um, I did go and speak at a couple of other AOD groups um, a little while ago and we had a couple of people come across from that too. So, cool. mm. yeah. And you've got those referrals that kind of come in from those different places. Do you find you've got kind of soft referrals kind of onward from there? People coming into the group and talking about, like you said, family relationships, maybe finances or their gender and then that person accessing something like Equinox or, you know, another service? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our facilitators have like a little guide that they use that we've got a bunch of resources in the back so you know if we do find a participant that comes in and goes oh I'm not on HRT yet but I really want to be yeah they might get referred down to Equinox or you know they might have family violence issues going on and so we might refer them onto the family violence team um, or you know well-being sometimes we do well-being checks as well if somebody's particularly distressed during a group showing a level of risk so definitely a lot of referrals go on from from TAPS as well. Cool. Um, how often does the group run and um, how can people attend the, attend the group? Yeah, so we run fortnightly on a Tuesday night from 6.30 till 8pm. Yep. Um, as you said uh, before, we run a combination of online and in person. So it's a rotating every first fortnight is online and every second fortnight is in person yep. um the way to get through is to call thorn harbor intake um normally when you call intake you have to do this long phone call that t- takes so much data off you mm. for taps we've got a really streamlined process oh, yeah. you only have to do a very brief sort of intake session um particularly if you call up and you say hey i just want to attend taps i'm really not interested in any other service right um you can kind of get straight through to us pretty quickly cool fantastic atlas uh from taps thank you so much for joining us on the show thank you Thanks for listening to Well, 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 supported by Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. For more LGBTIQ plus health and wellbeing and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.